0: Put it on the board, yes! The last mini-episode of our journey, and what a home run this series has been. I hope it's been meaningful and helpful to you. Bringing us home, Carol Lindquist will interview Angela Finette, Candidates for Pastoral Compensation and Benefits Advisory Committee, representing clergy. Diane Mason is the other candidate and declined to be interviewed.
1: Today, I'd like to introduce and interview Angela Fanette, who is on the ballot to serve on the Pastoral Compensation and Benefits Advisory Committee in the clergy role. So, Angela, thank you for your time. To begin with, I'd like to ask you a little bit about what makes this position that you're being considered for important in the life of the Church of the Brethren and perhaps the Church beyond that.
2: Well, one of the annual conference scriptures this year is Luke 9 where Jesus sends the apostles out with no supplies. And then he tells them to depend on the hospitality of the homes in which they stay. And of course the homes at that time were also churches, right? So this committee offers tools to congregations to provide appropriate hospitality or care to their ministers. And sometimes the hospitality is in the form of financial support, Sometimes it's in the form of appropriate time off, commiserate with their pay. And it's important that congregations understand this mutual relationship of care with their pastors. And so this committee is important because it seeks to provide that guidance.
1: As you look at this position, what makes you better suited to fill it in 2022 than you might have been 5, 10, 20 years
2: ago? Well, interestingly, this position is representing clergy, and 10 years ago, I was still a minister in training, so, um, so that's the obvious answer, and perhaps the obvious answer is also the best answer.
1: Is there a person or an organization currently or in the past that has inspired you or helped to develop your gifts so that you have the passion and skills to be
2: prepared for this position? I hope that it's not cliche to say that my whole life has been training for this position. And so it's hard to pinpoint just one person or organization. However, sometimes when skills are developed over a long period of time like that, you might not even recognize them in yourself. And so if I had to point to just one person, I would say it was the person who nominated me for this position, because when I read the nomination, it was like a light bulb illuminated over my head, you know, like a cartoon. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, actually, this makes perfect sense. But I hadn't realized that on my own.
1: As you were responding to that nomination, why do you think that nomination was
2: made for you? Well, clearly I check some boxes. I'm clergy, so that's box number one, but I'm also a late bloomer. Prior to ministry, I earned my master's of business administration and I opened a small business, which I ran for 14 years. And so I kind of understand both sides of the coin. I know what it is to work within a tight budget. I know what it is to care deeply for staff who were primarily part-time, but I also know what it is to be completely dependent On clergy income, mutuality and love and transparent communication are all critical to good ministry and good relationships. And I think that I would bring that.
1: Holding a leadership position in the church is a lot of work on top of the many other things for which you have responsibility, plus your personal life. How do you envision taking care of yourself while juggling these multiple responsibilities?
2: I think this is the hardest question that you've asked, isn't it? And it's part of the mutuality that I've been talking about. I need to trust that the denomination and the congregation are supportive of my whole being and not just the work that I do. So this particular committee is helping to set some boundaries around clergy workload. And I'm hoping to learn from the work here and to model it appropriately. And I do think that that's a challenge when the core of your being is to say yes and to serve. and so. What I'm working at is to say yes more often to the still small voice that calls me to rest and recharge.
1: What is your vision for the COV? How do you long for us to become more aligned with the teachings of Jesus?
2: I believe that Jesus is calling us to love God and to love one another and to live life abundantly. And so we need to keep those thoughts in the forefront of the work that we do together. Is it loving to all? Is it life-giving? That is my vision, to seek to be passionately about the work that is loving and life-giving to all.
1: I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit because we have a little bit of extra time. If we wanted to add a statement that just came from your heart, is there anything else you would like us to include on this interview?
2: I wasn't raised in the Church of the Brethren. I chose this, and I chose it because I'm passionate about the idea of community the idea of service, the idea of peacemaking. And I just feel like if we can be about what it is that we say we're about, that God will be pleased, people will be blessed, and amazing things will happen in Christ's name. It's a beautiful place to end it.
1: Thank you so much for your time, Angela. We wish you well as you go forward in your ministry, whether it be where you're working locally, if it's in the, the realm of the annual conference work, we really wish you well and we we'll be praying for you.
2: Diane Mason from Northern Plains District declined to be interviewed. You can read her profile at brethren.org slash ac twenty twenty two. Slash business slash ballot.
0: This wraps up all 10 episodes of this mini series, Illuminating Passions, Backgrounds, and Experiences of Our Nominees on This Year's Annual Conference Ballot. Thank you to all our interviewers Bobby Dykema, Annalisa Gross, Jonathan Bay, Audrey Sveigh, Jesse Howe, Sarah Davis, Hannah Bentley, and Carol Lindquist. An enormous thank you to Annalisa Gross on behalf of Women's Caucus for arranging this mini series. To Alyssa Parker, who did some work behind the scenes, thank you. Emily Schlatt manages our social media. And Jacob Krause for your constant fantastic audio editing and to the ever talented Suzanne Lay, executive producer of the Dunker Punk podcast. Again, this has been Matt Riddle, your host for this series, pastor of the Arlington Church the Brethren, using he him pronouns. As I said in this first episode, our commitment as Anabaptists as Pietists in the Church the Brethren isn't to getting it right. Our commitment is to agreeing to sit at these tables. And try and talk, and if it doesn't go well, to try again. I hope you take all you've learned in this series and try talking to others about it. Pass on those gifts, enthusiasm, and your knowledge and your vision for the church. The church, the brother, needs to hear from the engaged young people like yourself who listen to this podcast. I hope within these candidates you found some visions for the church you related to or at least some gifts you respect. If you're a delegate listening, I hope this was helpful as you discern the spirit moving in the ballot. If you're not a delegate, maybe hit up your church's delegate with uh, what you thought of the candidates or just tell them to tune into the series themselves. There are 10 of these mini-episodes in the series, make sure that you've listened to everyone for all the information on the whole ballot. If the Dunker Punks podcast, if this podcast or other podcasts have been meaningful to you, tell us about it. We love comments, feedback. Send us your favorite show quotes. You can hit us up at our social medias or at email, dpp at arlingtoncob.org. We want to talk about what resonates for you after you turn this podcast off, we even have a newsletter. Visit our homepage to sign up on the right side of the page. That way we can deliver the latest Dunker Punk news to you a few times a year. www.arlingtoncob.org/dpp. On that homepage, you'll also find a donate button if you want to support future podcasts. Speaking of support, we're looking for congregational sponsors. Can 20 congregations come together to amplify young voices of faith and give them opportunities to create and lead? Email us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org for more details. We've prepared informational packets for church boards we're happy to send out to interested parties. If you love social media and want to be a part of the Dunker Punk team, consider joining our team by applying to be our new communications intern. You must be a current or recent student of a secondary education or graduate school. The job is part-time, remote, and paid. Sponsored by On Earth Peace, the Dunker Punk team is non-hierarchical and spread across the country. You'll have the chance to help recruit new voices, get to know the young people who speak up on the show, and help them make connections with their own message. Uh, Hone some professional skills, including interpersonal communications, project production, social media content generation, fundraising, even graphic design. Immerse yourself in the storytelling and spiritual discourse of the Dunker Punks. Promote reflection, action, service, social justice, advocacy, creation care, and again, get paid for doing it. We have a job description. We'd love to get you. The DPP ministry, after all, is about lifting up young people's authentic faith stories to start conversations, create connections across traditional barriers, and inspire service, advocacy, growth, and community. We're so happy you joined us for this podcast and this mini-series. Catch you next time.